In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, if you're a startup future farmer with a lucrative farming business idea but limited finance to live your dream, don't miss our list of 10 funding opportunities from Zanzi Farmers. Ghanaian actor and farmer John Dumelo explains how you can grow agriculture in the next century in Africa to feed the world. Farmers chose for the love of the land, co-authored by award-winning journalist Ivor Price and Corbus Lawrence. The book introduces South Africans to the heroes of agriculture. Set against the backdrop of the heated land reform debate, this book proves that farming is often a labor of love. We are moving into an era where nature's abilities are enhanced by new scientific approaches, believes Dr. Nodia Malyan, a lecturer and founder of a Soweto-based farmer's lab called Izindava Zogutla. Find out why he believes that ultimately it is important to farm with nature as agriculture disrupts ecological processes which endangers life on earth. What happens when you find a 4-meter python snake wrapped around your goat's head? Any ideas on how to respond? Snake rescuer Nick Evans shares a few tips about dealing with snakes on your farm. Also, in our Health Squared Agri update, Marsha LaRue, sales executive at Agility Agri, wraps up our 13-week campaign, emphasizing that healthcare benefits for workers have become critical for any future-focused farmer. This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey, I'm Zanzi. Welcome to episode 62 of Food from Zanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu, and you're listening to South Africa's most downloaded farmers podcast. Yes, yes, and I'm Duncan Masiwa, and it is great to be back with you all. But before we kick off today's show, let me thank all of our regular listeners. We absolutely love your comments and feedback, so keep them coming. So let's kick off today's show, Duncan. Now, dreaming about owning a farm means results with limited finance or a startup fund. Journalist Donna Van Eden has put together 10 funding opportunities for Mzanzi farmers. Listen up. We know how essential farmers are for our day-to-day lives, and also that there are many funding opportunities out there to help future farmers chase their agripreneur dreams. So look no further than our list of 10 funding opportunities for farmers in Mzanzi. First on our list is the Land Bank's financing for farming and agri-enterprises. The Land Bank acknowledges that farmers are the backbone of our society, and also that new generation farmers need access to resources and funding. You can access the funding application on Foodform Zanzi's article called 10 Funding Opportunities for Farmers. Second on our list is the Integrated Food Security and Nutrition Program, This is an intergovernmental program that provides relief to households affected by food insecurity. It provides seedlings, equipment, fertilizers, and things like that with the aim to give the beneficiaries equipment they need to produce their own food. Contact the Department of Agriculture to find out how you can take part in the Integrated Food Security and Nutrition Program today. Next on our list is the UYF grants, which are offered to male farmers who are aged 18 to 35 years old 
and also to female farmers of any age. These grants are provided in the forms of microloans, and you can contact the national UIF offices in order to apply. Fourth on the list of 10 funding opportunities for farmers is the South African Breweries Fund. While this fund is not solely for farmers, this is still a great opportunity. The SAB Fund focuses on providing funding for small, medium and micro-sized enterprises in order to contribute to the economic and social empowerment of historically disadvantaged persons. There is a lot of information about this on the SAB Foundation website. And then we have the National Development Agency Grants. These grants fund existing and new projects with two different types of funding. Read about their grant funding and resource mobilization on their website, where you can also contact them for more information. Coming up at number six, we have the AgriBEE Fund. The purpose of this fund is to support small, medium, and micro enterprises within the agri sector. You can find the list of criteria for eligibility as well as prerequisites and conditions for funding outlined in the document linked on the article found on Food for Mzanzi's website. At number seven, we have the Land Redistribution for Agricultural Development Program. This program provides grants to previously disadvantaged individuals to get land for agriculture. Individuals or groups may apply, with women, youth and the disabled in particular welcome to apply. Contact the Agricultural Development Department or contact Land Acquisition if you want to find out more about the Land Redistribution for Agricultural Development Program. The next two grants on our list are available to agricultural leaders who already possess operational capability and technical expertise. So number eight on our funding list is the Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa grant. This grant aims to invest in projects that have measurable impact and can create meaningful, transformative change in the agricultural sector in Africa. You can find more detailed information on the AGRA website. Funding opportunity number nine is the Industrial Development Corporation Fund. This fund is better suited to seasoned farmers who are ready to expand into a new sector. You can download the brochure for funding on Food for Mzanzi's website. And lastly, contact your local Department of Agriculture and Rural Development, or at least keep an eye out on their website or social media pages for upcoming funding opportunities. They have opportunities that you have to watch out for and you never know when one specific to your situation might pop up. Thanks, Donna. Next up, John Dumelo, a Ghanaian actor and farmer, explains how you can grow agriculture in the next century in Africa to feed the world. Thank you very much. My name is John Dumelo and I'm an actor. I still act, but then now I'm doing agriculture as well. So I'm sure people will ask, okay, so when is the next movie coming out? I mean, it's going to come out soon. But I'm here to tell you my story about what happened before I went into agriculture. So it's a bold step growing agri into the next century. There was a time I wanted to open a restaurant and people would say, okay, John, open a restaurant, open a restaurant. I was like, okay, fine, I'll do that. But what I realized was there are so many restaurants in Accra. So what would make me different? And I realized that, okay, most of these restaurants, what happens? They need ingredients. Everybody eats every day. So all these restaurants, we need tomatoes. All these restaurants, we need pepper. All these restaurants, we need onions and everything. So why don't I venture into agriculture? That's what made me get into agriculture. I was like, look, let me start the value chain. Let me be the one to supply all these restaurants, meat and all the agri products so that at the end of the day, I can service about 100 restaurants in Accra alone. 
and still make my money. So that's why I got into agriculture. What I'm doing is I have 2,000 acres of farmland. Two years ago, I did 10 acres of maize. Now I'm doing 150 acres of maize, also 150 acres of beans. What happens, the reason why I'm mixing the maize and the beans is because, you know, when you plow the land and you grow your maize, inside the maize, you can grow the beans. When you finish harvesting the maize, you can harvest the beans as well. So that's double profit for you, if I may put it that way. What I'm also doing is sack farming. The advantage of sack, and that's cucumber. The advantage of sack farming is you don't plow the land. You just get your sacks, you put the seeds in the sack, and then it grows. You can control pests, you can control weeds, you can control so many other things. And that's what we are doing right now. We are doing sack farming. Then also, we are doing snails. When I say we, I'm talking about me and the guys I work with on the farm. We are doing snail farming. We have 45,000 snails now, and we are expanding to a million snails in the next 12 months to feed Ghana and West Africa. Now, it's not been easy. Here are the challenges. The first one is tractor services. This is very expensive. When you go to the north, and I'm sure some of you are from the north here, to plow one acre of land is 80 Ghana cities. One acre. How many people in the north or how many farmers can afford 80 cities per acre? Very few. And so for me, that is a very challenging factor. Before you get into a Greek, you have to find the right market. People just get into a Greek and they just harvest and they say, okay, they are now looking for the market. That's wrong. You need to find the market first before you get into a Greek. Africa imports $35 billion worth of imports into the continent. $35 billion. We import everything. We import rice. We import oil. We import vegetables, maize, pork, beef, fish, tomatoes, all into Africa. Yet, we just use just 2% of our land for agriculture. So what's the real problem and what's the solution? Number one, African farmers need new technology. We need high-yielding seeds. We need seeds that are more resilient to diseases and also those that can give a lot of harvest. And also we need new technologies to boost our yields in rice and cocoa and other things. And secondly, we need access to more electricity, irrigation and other things. I know for a fact that most African governments are doing well, but I think more needs to be done if we want to compete with other farmers in the west and then of course we need sound policies let me give you an example ghana still imports poultry which is sad so if one day the authorities get up and say look you know what we're going to ban poultry imports from whichever country it is what's going to happen we're going to boost local production and that's why i said we need sound policies and also fortunately most of the farmers in ghana or africa are women i know it's hard to believe yet they don't have access to credit they don't have access to farming tools and they don't have all these things What we need to do in Africa is to match boot for boot our farmers from the developed countries. And it can be done. It's as simple as that. All we need to do is to mechanize our farming. Let's stop giving the farmer whole cutlass and a bag of fertilizer to go and farm. Let's mechanize our farming so that at the end of the day, we'll be able to produce 10 times what is produced in the West. Thanks for joining us, John Dumelo, Ghanaian actor and farmer. Next up, Dr. Nodia Malan, lecturer and founder of Isindaba Zogutla, a Soweto-based farmer's lab, unpacks why he believes that ultimately it is important to farm with nature. Now, Nadia, according to your latest article published on Food for Mzanzi, you say regenerative, organic or sustainable agriculture stand in some tension towards conventional farming. Please explain this. Conventional agriculture and the chemicals used 
in that approach often clashes with the biology of the soil. Organic agriculture depends upon soil health for its productivity, whereas conventional agriculture depends upon the application of chemicals. These two are compatible only in some cases, and that would depend upon the skillfulness of the farmer, because the farmer needs to understand how the chemicals affect the soil life and how they can use chemicals in such a way that it doesn't negatively affect the soil life. The biggest difference, though, is the differences in these two approaches between the enterprise and business models. Because uh, chemicals are used, it implies a linear business model with fixed inputs and fixed outputs. Whereas organic farming pushes a farmer to a circular business model where inputs are necessary to create the life in the soil, which then create the outputs of farming. So this creates different processes, different attitudes and different kinds of products for farmers. But both have their merits and it's really important that a farmer makes the right decisions in this regard. And what role does high technology and agroecology play in all of this? We still need to see how high tech and high technology can link with agroecology. All of this has to do with how technology interfaces with biology. It is possible to integrate biology with technology so that we can understand biology much better and we can sequence and structure the biology of our farming systems to achieve high productivity. However, to achieve that, we would need a new soil science and also a new science of technology that is open to the, these kinds of influences. However, it is very clear, because agriculture has always been technology, that agriculture can be blended with high technology and agroecology would certainly benefit from the very, very careful application of technology and systems to enhance the biological functioning of soils and farming systems. And then lastly, how will this approach change the game for farmers? These issues, conventional versus organic or permaculture or regenerative, really, really set the scene for where farmers are operating. The big impact is really in costs and inputs, and that then leads to the differences between linear and circular models of the farming operations. This affects production quite severely and also the kinds of products that are made. However, the lowering of costs by the use of biological systems creates a lot of space for innovation because farmers are not dependent upon paying back money. Knowledge will substitute for finance and innovation will be the way to operationalize this. If you know how the soil biology works, it will be quite a, a quite possible structure the way you conduct business and operations in such a way that you enhance the soil biology. And this could give better returns than the very, very expensive financial approach of buying expensive inputs and applying them to the farm and hoping for the best. Farmers also need to realize that most of the chemicals they apply get washed away with the first rains and the impact on water and landscape and of course on health of the people do affect them in the long term. When last did you not hear a farmer complain about labor? And this is how conventional farming affects farmers. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Nodia Malan, lecturer and founder of Isindaba Zogutla, 
a Soweto-based farmer's lab. Wow, Mom, why did you put on this chicken? Well, I was trying a new recipe using grain-filled chickens. Oh, Mom, this is amazing. You can't go wrong with 100% South African farm-quality chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen and marinated products, make grain-filled chickens your number one choice. Grain-filled chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want quality, ask for grain-filled chickens at a leading store. Grainfield Chickens. Bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za This is Farmer's Inside Track, proudly brought to you by Food Form Zanzi. Now for our book of the week, as selected by our farmers for the love of the land, co-authored by Ivor Price and Corbus Lawrence, introduces South Africans to the heroes of agriculture. Set against the backdrop of the heated land reform debate, this book proves that farming is often a labor of love. Here's Krobus Lawrence talking about why they decided to write this book. The idea for the book, I think it flowed from the idea for Food from Zanzi, the website itself. We created Food from Zanzi to tell the stories of agriculturists and farmers that haven't been told before. We call them the unsung heroes, the people out there making a difference and producing food for South Africa. When we started telling these stories on the website, we realized just how many there were. And we were again realized how diverse agriculture in South Africa actually is. So then we also had the need to go into a bit more depth on some of the stories. Because on a, a website story, there's a limited sort of a length and a word count and we really wanted to maybe just get a couple of levels deeper. Well, we started with people that Ivor had met with a TV show that he presented before. So he had a whole lot of stories in mind already when we started, and then we picked the ones from the website that we really thought were worth more space and more depth. And there were a couple that we considered them for the website, and we decided it's a bit too serious, not quite on brand for the website. So we started with those, and then we kind of thought of the topics that we wanted to present. We knew we had to do something on farm violence. We looked at getting a diverse array of farmers, including a female Muslim farmer, some young female farmers, etc. So, so that was the end of it. In the end, there were a couple of stories that we would have liked to include, but the deadline was just too short. We're very happy with like the crop that we ended up with. Well, resonated with me the most probably the Max Nabane story, but I think that's because I wrote it. I made it resonate with me. The story that I like the most is the one by Malikole Guachu. It's about him growing up the day I cried for Bertie. Uh, Malikole is an environmental journalist himself, and he grew up as a farm worker's son on a farm. And the story is about his memories of playing with Bertie, who's the white farmer's son. How the kind of the good times they had together and very vivid memories of his childhood and then how that ended. I find it a very moving story. Ooh, I still get goosebumps every time I hear about the phenomenal farmers featured in this great book. That was, of course, Quirbus Lawrence talking about his book, For the Love of the Land, co-authored by Ivor Price. Remember, you can email info at foodformzanzi.co.za if you want to suggest the next book of the week. Next up, this week's app, AgriCloud, is an online weather-based agricultural advisory system that supports farmers and agribusinesses in their day-to-day work to make weather-optimized decisions. AgriCloud provides farmers and extension offices in South Africa 
With farm-specific advice, you can get forecast planting dates for the next 10 days and spray conditions according to the time of day. So we played around in this app and actually discovered that it's also available in nine different languages, including Sitsuana, Istosa, Afrikaans and Isizulu. This app was developed in the Rain for Africa project. It contains data and advisories from the South African Agricultural Research Council and the South African Weather Services. Cool, right? Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. Remember to stay tuned for our chat with snake rescuer Nick Evans. But first, COVID-19 has put healthcare at the forefront of our minds. But between the economic hardships and the pandemic and the fear of being caught without healthcare, how can you choose whether or not to pay up for health insurance? This week, Marsha LaRue, sales executive at Agility Agri, wraps up our 13-week campaign, emphasizing that healthcare benefits for workers have become critical for any future-focused farmer. I'm joined once again by Jalati Agri and Marshall LaRue, their sales executive, is with me today. It's been an exciting 13 weeks and we're basically wrapping up today. Marsha, it's been quite a ride. It has. Hello, Dawn. And quite sad that we've come to our 13th discussion. So many that has been discussed and happy to be with you again today. Yes, definitely. And I think the recap is specifically around future-focused agribusinesses is really prepared to put on to make those big boy and big girl moves and to invest in their own well-being and those around them and specifically their employees. Now, over the past few weeks, we've covered a lot of ground around ensuring that future farmers have all the right tools to invest in their own well-being and those of their employees. But what advice do you still have to farmers still doubting whether or not to invest in the various solutions and programs that Agility has to offer? Dawn, I think you hit the nail on the head by saying making that big boy and big girl decisions. And at the end of the day, it comes down to something that's very, very important to any employer looking after the employee group, and that is duty of care. As an employer, as an owner of an organization, you have a duty of care towards your employees. And looking back at all these concepts that we discussed and these integrated solutions that we've looked over these 12 past seasons, it becomes very evident that there's a big role that the employer starts playing when it comes to the employees and a massive responsibility. Because at the end of the day, as I said many a times, when the well-being of your workforce is affected, so you will directly be affected as well. So why not find a solution where you are definitely demonstrating a duty of care perspective in giving these employees the right suitable health care benefits and covers 
that will definitely put you as definitely employer of choice because you are looking after your employees. And we've seen a lot now these days, especially with our younger workforce coming into play. It's no longer just getting the job. It is what are you providing to me for my own well-being when I join your organization? And it becomes more prevalent in today's days, especially with COVID that we're dealing with, but also underlying symptoms that we're seeing that's also surfacing and the normal flu symptom that becomes a longer stretched kind of strand and where you can be off of work for a longer time. So I think it is the time to act now and really have a look at an integrated solution that fits not just you as the employer, but also the needs of your workforce. And I think one of the major features that stands out to me about agility is that it's customizable. So there's customizable solutions. I'm sure that you agree that no farm or agribusiness is the same. And ensuring you offer investors packages that suits their needs is vital specifically to when they want to run their business successfully. Absolutely. You know, some farmers have a small or medium enterprise. You get larger organizations. And in that concept, in terms of the size of your workforce, it's going to have an impact on the needs that you have, but also what you can afford at that time. So, yes, very, very important. And as you mentioned, our unique customized solution can definitely fit any farmer, no matter what industry, what size or what the needs are. And to give you a good example, we always think medical aid. As long as I've got medical aid, I'm covered. But it doesn't stop there. We have co-payments. We have got gap in our professional fees when we get admitted to a hospital. And how are those covered? And that's why it becomes so, so important to speak to a professional within the healthcare industry to fully understand what is that integrated solution that is provided. We see things like well-being. Well-being is a massive, massive focus at the moment because of the unexpected events that we've had with COVID and people being at home more often than usual and to cope with family aspects, financial aspects, and some of these aspects can lead to legal aspects and knowing if your healthcare provider or your medical aid provides this to you. Is it at a cost or is it complementary part of what you are contributing towards? And I'm happy to say that is one thing that we take very serious at Agility Channel and we've actually made that a complementary benefit for any member that joins on House Squid or with our other healthcare covers that we have available. Now, managing through highly volatile periods such as dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic is no easy feat, especially as we tackle the second wave. I mean, it's unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. So how can investors measure the performance of the investment? Very good question. And I think, as you said, especially in these times, we're dealing with a catch-22. You've got the pandemic, but you also have the economic strain that you are under. So you do want to see your return on investment in any product that you have chosen. So with Agility Channel and with all the products that we do have available from our health medical aid perspective, a gap and copay, short-term health insurance covers, even our group life covers, including our pension cover, we are able 
able to provide the employer with a dashboard report that will fully show the investment that they've made there, possible areas for development where we can see a gap in terms of trend analysis that we will identify within this report. And then also being a professional and players in that industry, we will be able to provide the farmer and the employer with sought after advice, well thought professional strategies and viewpoints, how they can get best out of the products and services that they've acquired through us. And Marsha, as we wrap up the discussion today, what should farmers know when considering any of the product that Agility has to offer specifically? And I know that you're the go-to person. How do they reach you? What do they do? And if you can just give some advice on that as well. I think the most important thing and that each farmer would feel is that it's not a one-size-fits-all strategy and we fully, fully support that. So in terms of what the financial needs are, what the LSM group is, we have products, as we've seen over the 12 weeks, that can absolutely cater for any any employee that works for the farmer. And again, telling you that it's more of an integrated solution that we look at today. And it's not more just the question about, okay, what medical aid do you want? It becomes, what is your affordability? What are your needs? What are the outcomes that you want to have by acquiring these products? And having a professional such as myself and my team to take you through, advise you, support you, and constantly be there for you throughout that journey and adjusting or enhancing whatever needs that requirement when that time comes. And I will be more than happy to deal directly with our viewers and listeners. You can definitely share my information or mail me at marcialr at agilitydistribution.co.za and I would be more than happy to have that discussion with them. Sounds perfect. I'd like to thank you once again, Marsha, for having this amazing discussions and sharing all of these vital and, and important information um, to our farmers. So thank you so much and everything of the best and we'll connect with Agility Agri very soon again. Thank you, Dawn, and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and going through these and wishing you also all the best. That brings us to the end of our 13-week series. Uh, we will be sharing more updates from Agility Agri very soon. So stay tuned to foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap for our Health Squared Agri Update but keep an eye out for our next campaign with Agility Agri. On a lighter note, we know that South Africans can't resist a great pot of curry. Instagram foodie Chanel Hamil shares her recipe for a mouth-watering home-cooked Durban curry. The secret to a good home-cooked meal for me is salt. Never be afraid to season your food with salt. It's a flavor enhancer and a pinch should be added every time you introduce a new ingredient to the dish. Seasoning your onions while frying can help them to brown much quicker. Apart from that, salt also adds flavor to otherwise bland foods such as pasta or rice. Salt does not only add a saltiness to dishes, but can also affect the sweetness or bitterness of a dish. For example, salt can take away the bitterness of a vegetable, or a pinch can be added to a berry compote to intensify the flavor and sweetness. So always have your salt shaker at your side while cooking. Thanks, Chef Chanel Hamil, and be sure to check out her interview and recipe on foodformzanzi.co.za. We've just about reached the end of this week's Farmers Inside Track episode. But before we let you go, farmers often find themselves in numerous taxing situations 
But finding a 4 meter python snake wrapped around a goat's head is by far the craziest. Snake rescuer Nick Evans shares a few tips about dealing with snakes on your farm. If you are walking out on your farm and you encounter a snake in the bush or in the fields, please do not try to capture it or kill it. Take a few steps back because if you try and capture it or kill it, that is when you put yourself at risk of being bitten. A snake just wants you to leave it alone. So if you leave it alone, you'll be okay. They are scared of us. If it's in or around your house, you may need to call a snake catcher if there is one near to you. If there isn't one near to you, perhaps it's a good idea to go on a venomous snake handling course just to learn how to safely and basically remove and relocate snakes. And snake rescuer Nick Evans' Farmer Tip of the Week brings us to the end of this week's Farmer's Inside Track podcast, proudly brought to you by Foodform Zanzi. For daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists to really go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And remember, if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. The Farmers Inside Track is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And of course, also on foodformzanzi.co.za. And from me, Numdu, Duncan Masiwa and the rest of the Food Form Zanzi team, have a great week. And please, let's continue to keep each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Form Zanzi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.